all need encouragement at some point in time, whether it's for personal motivation, comfort, or reflection. An encouraging word can offer hope, inspiration, or a new perspective. Each week, we will explore biblical passages that will encourage and remind us of God's love, faithfulness, greatness, and sovereignty in our lives. So let's start the week off right. I'm your podcast host, Drea, and you're now listening to Divine Exhortations. Hey, friend, and happy Monday. I hope last week was a good one for everyone. The sun came out, it was shining, and the weather was nice. And anytime the sun comes out around this time, I get really happy because I know that we are in the process of getting warmer weather. I hope so. (laughs) This is Canada, so anything is possible. But I hope everyone had a chance to get outside and soak up a little bit of vitamin D. As always, thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Remember to subscribe and turn on your notifications so that you will be notified each and every Monday of a new episode. Leave a comment, write a review, and of course, share this podcast with someone else. All right, let's get into today's exhortation. So as I discussed last week, our focus for this month is looking at various books of Psalms. This is part two. And so part two is not connected to part one. Um, It's not a continuation from the same chapter, uh, but this is a different book. And so for the rest of this month, we have, uh, I guess, yeah, two more uh, various books of Psalms that we will be exploring. So for today, our focus will be Psalms 84. And we're going to just look at maybe about three verses from, from this chapter here. The superscription or the heading is called the blessedness of dwelling in the house of God to the chief musician on an instrument of Gath, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Context time. Who were the sons of Korah? Four things about about who they were. First thing is they were from the family of Kohath, and that's in First Chronicles chapter six, verse twenty-two. But you can read up to verse thirty and get a full lineage breakdown. Second thing about the sons of Korah, God spared them from death. God judged Korah and his followers, and they died. But the sons of Korah remained, and that story is found in Numbers chapter 26. And uh, basically in that story, Korah, Datham, and Abiram, they rose up against Moses and Aaron. And indirectly, they were rising up against God. And so he was not having that. God was like, that. this is not happening. And he opened up the earth, swallowed up Korah and all of his followers, and killed them. But God was merciful to Korah's sons. There are a third point to keep in mind about the sons of Korah. They were involved in the musical aspect of temple worship. In First Chronicles chapter 6, verse 31 to 46, we see how David put these men alongside others in charge of the music in the Lord's temple after the Ark of the Covenant came to rest there. 
And the last final point about the sons of Korah, they were Levites. So they were worshipers. They were praisers. And a point of reference for that is 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 19. With the context in our frame of mind, I want to highlight a few things we can take away from the psalmist in regards to the blessedness of being in the house of God. Let's look at Psalms 84 verses 1 to 2, and I will be reading from the NKJV. It reads as this, How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh cry out for the living God. In the opening of the Psalms, one or more of the sons of Korah expresses how lovely the tabernacle or dwelling place of the Lord is. Whether it was a tent or a physical building, the affection of the psalmist is clear. He loved the house of the Lord and considered how beautiful it was. The psalmist follows up by stating their soul longs and even faints for the courts of the Lord. This was a deep feeling and not merely based upon the beauty of the tabernacle, but their soul longed for God's house. When denied the privilege to be among God and his people, it would cause the psalmist to even faint. And that expression is not to be taken literally, but keep it in mind with what I discussed in the opening of this series. Psalms uses a lot of compact language, imagery, and certain expressions to get their message across. And so the psalmist goes on to say at the end of verse 2, My heart and flesh cry out for the living God. Ooh, every time I read that verse, honestly, I get goosebumps. My heart and flesh cry out for the living God. One commentator suggested the words cry out indicated a loud cry and not necessarily a joyous one. Being in the house of God was the psalmist's desire. Everything within the son or sons of Korah, their heart, their flesh, their soul, yearned to meet God in his dwelling place. They longed to bask in the blessings of God's presence. Can you relate to the psalmist? Do you long to be back at your assembly? Do you wish that things were different at our places of worship? Do you yearn to be back in the house of God? Do you miss gathering together with God's people under one roof? Do you long to dwell in the building where God is? It's often said that the church is not the physical building, but it's the actual people that is considered the church. And for the most part, I do agree with that statement. But on the flip side is the reality of a church building. It's designed with the intention for us as believers and unbelievers to gather together to meet the living God and worship him. And I'm going to just give you a couple examples of that. Before the children of Israel reached the promised land, they were wandering in the desert for several years. 
Because of their nomadic lifestyle, they needed a portable place of worship. A tent, which is called a tabernacle, was considered the place where God dwelt. Another example is King Solomon. He built a temple and it served as a permanent place for people to worship the living God and offer sacrifices. Also, you see, you know, in the New Testament where they've journeyed from afar, you know, to go to a synagogue or a temple to worship God collectively together. Though many churches have fantastic programs, trainings, seminars, social connections, and so on, our primary focus and expectation when attending our churches is to meet the true and living God. We gather for corporate worship, fellowship, and hearing of the word. With our current worldwide pandemic, the restrictions, and stay-at-home order, it has impacted our places of worship. Most of us feel frustrated or irritated, sad, disappointed, you know, that we can't gather how we used to. And for some of us, we have legitimate reasons why we can't even attend in person because maybe we ourselves are vulnerable, you know, to this virus or we have children who are vulnerable or we live with family members who have autoimmune diseases or cancer or we live with our grandparents Wherever you find yourself, you can admit this has impacted us in so many ways. But I believe in all of us, there is a longing, a yearning, a desire to go back to God's dwelling place. Let's jump down to verse 10 and I'll wrap up momentarily. It reads, better a day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than live in the tents of wicked people. The psalmist opened up with this chapter with an appreciation and desire to be in the house of God. And towards the end of this chapter concludes that time spent in God's house was far more valuable and much better spent than anywhere else. A day spent enjoying God's presence was better than a thousand days spent in any other way. This one writer puts it this way. There was no superstition in this love. He loved the house of God because he loved the God of the house. His heart and flesh cried out, not for the altar and the candlestick, but for his God. Can I read that one more time? This writer said, there was no superstition in this love. He loved the house of God because he loved the God of the house. His heart and flesh cried out, not for the altar and the candlestick, but for his God. I just want to run the aisles with that statement there. A day spent in his presence doesn't even equate to the many days or weeks, months or years spent doing something else. And that something else I'm referring to is living your life outside of the life giver, spending an amount of time doing things that are contrary instead of receiving the grace and love of your creator. This psalmist recognized the importance and the benefit of being in the house of God and basking in his presence. 
before COVID, we were doing church. We would attend regularly or for others, not as often as we would want. But I think we all can agree that since the start of this pandemic until this present moment, we have a deeper appreciation, desire, and longing for being in the house of God. So let's echo with the psalmist when he said, How happy are those who reside in your house, who praise you continually. Join with me as I close in prayer. Most amazing and incredible God, there is no one like you. You are perfect in all of your ways and clothed with righteousness. Lord, how lovely is your dwelling place, a place where we can encounter you and bask in your presence. You are the living God and we cry out to you today. We long to be where you are. We long for the secret place of the Most High. Our hearts and souls desire is to be in the courts of your house. When we enter into our places of worship, let us make a joyful noise unto you, giving you all the praise. The benefits of being in your dwelling place bring us joy and satisfaction. There you see our needs, hear our cries and address our petitions. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. We are thankful for the buildings and places of worship where we can gather together collectively and sing your praises. We love the house of God and we love the God of the house. Wherever you are, that's where we want to be. Thank you for this word and reminder today. We appreciate and adore you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week, everyone. Much love and many blessings. Hey, friend. Thank you for listening to today's exhortation. I believe you were inspired, challenged, and encouraged today. Because of that, don't keep it to yourself. Share this podcast with a friend, a family member, even a co-worker. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day. I feel so special. Let's do this again. See you next week.